What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to Trades Lady Happy Hour, your weekly Instagram show where I get to sit down with an amazing tradeswoman and hear all about her stories, her experiences, her challenges, her joys, her sadness, all that good stuff, um, and share all of that with you in live, candid, unedited conversations that are really just about celebrating women in the trades. Now, I wanna do a big thank you to Drive Time, our partner in these Trades Lady Happy Hours, um, for their commitment to supporting women in the trades and supporting these uh, episodes and making it a part of what they do um, and just allowing us to keep doing this because I think it's so very important and I gotta love a company that's doing a lot to train new technicians. Lord knows we have a technician deficit and they've got a ton of really cool programs that do uh, just that to get new people in and train them and help them find their home within the industry. So if you're not familiar with Drive Time, go check them out. Um, and of course, a huge thank you to all of you for sharing part of your week with me, sitting down with me once a week on Wednesdays, sharing a drink and meeting another really awesome woman. So I've got uh, this week, we have a little bit different. So our guest this week, as you, if you saw the post uh, promoting it, uh, is not a tradeswoman herself. However, uh, I invited her on because she's got a really interesting perspective. She's worked in the motorcycle technician, or sorry, motorcycle industry for many, 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 many years. And so she's been around lots of trade folks. She is a motorcyclist herself. She's been done a lot of motorcycle riding throughout the years. Uh, and through her work with Harley and with motorcycle riding and just the worlds of supporting women within the trades and empowering women in general, she became a very close friend of Jesse Combs. And of course, um, since Jesse's unfortunate and very un way too early passing, um, Dana, our guest tonight, kind of really was a big motivator behind creating the Jesse Combs Foundation and really continuing on Jessie's legacy. And she's gonna tell us more about that. But through her work with that, she spent a lot of time with tradeswomen and she gets to hear their stories and she reads their applications when they apply for scholarships. And so she's got an interesting perspective, even though she's not a tradeswoman herself. And I think it'll be really great to see kind of that outsider perspective. And she's similar to me in some ways in that, you know, we get to meet so many women. And so it's not just our own experience that we have in our memory banks, it's all of these other experiences from all of these other women who confide in us and share their stories with us. So I'm excited to have her on. Um, I hope you guys will give her a warm welcome and I hope you guys are excited to meet her as well and, and hear about her experiences and her journeys. So without further ado, um, side note, with further ado, um, <laughs> so I'm going through this process right now, I'm going on a tangent hole right now. <clears throat> I'm going down this process of um, moving all of this uh, Trades Lady Happy Hour to do a rebrand and move it away from Instagram because Instagram has been um, a little bit challenging to say the least. And the point of this is to get it out to more people. So I'm working on the machinations behind the scenes to get this pushed out on YouTube and on Facebook and on all of the different platforms, including all of the places where you can listen to I. Um, iPods? Um, not listen to iPods, listen to podcasts. I swear I'm awake. Um, where you can listen to podcasts. So I'm doing all of this work 
So I'm going back through all of the past uh, happy hour sessions that I've done, and I've noticed how consistently I use the phrase without further ado, and it is absolutely hysterical. I'm like laughing at myself while I'm editing these videos and looking at them like, without further ado, without further ado, without further ado, because I'm ridiculous. Um, so maybe I'll put that together in a reel at some point, just so that you guys can laugh at me. Um, I just saw a comment from uh, Davius that says that doesn't mean they can't get Instagram. Actually, unfortunately, it kind of does. Uh, Instagram doesn't play well with others. Um, so where I can simultaneously live stream to YouTube and to Facebook and to LinkedIn and even to Twitter and to like 14 other different places, Instagram does not currently have a way that you can do that with like a simultaneous casting thing. So I would have to have like a whole nother weird setup um, to be able to do both and it would it would wind up being weird because we wouldn't know which camera to look at, whether it was the Instagram camera or the everybody else camera. Um, so it would be a little bit weird and unfortunately not possible right now. Instagram is saying hopefully within the year that that might be doable, so maybe, but for right now um, it is winding up. It's going to be moving away from Instagram, but of course I will keep you guys apprised of everything and hopefully you'll follow and come and watch and listen wherever you like to listen to or watch your stuff, whether it's podcasts or or watching on YouTube or listening, whatever works for you. But anyway, that is coming soon. So just pay attention and um, I will keep you posted on when that's gonna happen. But for right now, we are here, we have an amazing guest and I'm gonna shut up and uh, without further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and invite her in. So hang on one second, Dana, if you are there in the room, I am going to be asking you to join very shortly if I can make my fingers work um, and type Jesse Combs Foundation, there you are. I'm sending you an invite. Hi. Apparently. Hey. Can you hear my phone? Hear me? Wants me to be using my earbuds. Um. So. <laughs> I can hear you. They just randomly yeah. decided to connect. Um, I got it. Got it. I got <laughs> can it. Can you hear me? Okay. <laughs> yeah. My first Instagram live. Not my first live. Is this yeah, your first I, Instagram as live? As I've told you, Instagram. I've I quit social I media personally, it. like a, a many years ago now, just as a personal thing. But yet, I've done it for business and stuff. But so I was worried I wasn't going to be able to get in because I feel like a grandma now. But um, here I am. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> You're not a grandma. You're not a grandma. You'd be surprised how many of my guests have never done yeah. Instagram lives. Figured and I'm out. always like, you know, so we're, we're problem solvers, right? For this, yay. <laughs> that indeed. So my dear, would you give um, yourself a little introduction to everybody, to the fine folks at home and tell them, um, I, I'm sure you've heard my, heard my introduction of you, but um, say it in your own yeah. words and tell well, who you well, are. Well, hi, everybody. From, um, I heard bogeys, um, we'll the stuff. trades ladies and supporters of trades ladies that are out there. Um, appreciate you guys having me because I know I'm not a trades lady, but um, I'm probably one of your biggest fans, put it that way. Um, but yeah, I, um, I grew up in the motorsport world. So that's <laughs> kind of my background. So I've, I've really uh, anything from little small dirt bikes to snowmobiles to Boats. I could. I got every license I could when I was like 12 years old. A boating, like boating license, motor 
you know, like off-road stuff that was, it was a family nice. kind of sport. So in an interesting way, um, you know, fast forward into my career, the male dominated thing didn't really, I didn't really know it was male dominated until I got out into the world. Cause it was just something that we did as a family, um, which set up an interesting perspective that I realized was not the case mm. when I kind of got into the, to the world. So yeah, I, <laughs> okay. So let's pause then. Let's dig into that. If you're okay with that, let's do, I want to dig into that. Tell me about what I guess what something that's been occurring to me even more so recently is like that, that, that is realizing that not everyone grew up like that in that, that world, obviously that's very unique, but I didn't know that until later. And so it mm. almost puts me in a position to want to make a difference and share that, like, you know, cause it was this big jolt, not, not, I guess, big jolt, but it was a, you know, my dad never said I couldn't do something. And so I knew what it was like. I didn't know what it was like to not, not have support. And now I'm realizing how much non-support there is out there. And I'm like, okay, how can I, yeah. how can I, kind of share that um, with, with others. So it was just, anyway, it was an awesome upbringing. And then I really got passionate about that world and went into motorcycling um, in my career with Harley Davidson. So was, I, I went to went to college and when I was done with that, I moved to Europe um, and to work for Harley Davidson in Europe. And that's where I really um, grew to love motorcycle travel. And so, you know, when nice. I, I had a, a motorcycle um, to use and when people, didn't want to go for a ride with me. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go for a ride by myself. If no one wants to go on this trip with me, I'm only here, you know, this is the once in a lifetime opportunity. So I'm going to do it. So that's where I started yeah. traveling alone on a motorcycle and just, just yeah. to, to do the things yeah. I wanted to do. And again, didn't think that was, didn't think anything of it at the time. It was what I was going to do. Um, so yeah, right. that, that's, um, in almost two years, Did so like people, a year and a half. So how long was like were an you intern in Europe working for Harley? So Harley Davidson's wow. headquartered in in Europe in, in Oxford in, in Europe the UK. So I was in the UK for yeah, a year and a half or so, and then oh. there's subsidiary offices okay. all over Europe. So I'd ride a motorcycle from from the UK to Saint Tropez to nice. where wherever I could wherever I could go. Um, I was I was a lot of That's a lot of awesome. Did you did you ever get any like weirdness from people? I mean, you felt it was normal to just go pack up and yeah. go on a long yeah, trip. Yeah, for sure. Like, did you you know, ever get it was any really strange. You know, like, as an oh, American riding that. this big American motorcycle, that's um, so. I there were times when I had to, you know, you just have to follow your gut in those those situations where you feel unsafe or, um, but you know, it, that that was true adventure for me as a female and on my own to. to to learn what, and that was really exciting. So yeah. that's where I learned to love that, that type of travel. Um, I like riding with others, but I also really like riding on my own. There's like something about that, that's kind of meditation for me. Um, yeah, it the other thing about zen. it was it's like just you and it your set my and paradigm in a way road. to yeah. more, I feel like we had to, the, when we, the way we were running the business be open to different mindsets and different cultures like that was part of you know working with 10 different countries in a way you had to understand and learn what was meaningful to them and that it might be yeah. a little different depending on which which part of the world you were coming from so that that was what set my mind in my kind of business mindset and career and i thought that again that 
that was the way everyone would think, be open-minded to different cultures and different approaches. <laughs> and then I got back to the U.S. and it was like, great. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> was the was the culture well, I have so many questions I have to pick one to start but um so many questions the culture in Harley was it very different in the U.S. versus UK or are you talking like the broader I th I cultural difference from the in the business Europe world I think that was the, the you know as an American brand and company that it's it's different in Europe in some ways that the, the brand is seen differently. It's um, and and so kind of people's perceptions of the brand change depending on the country you're in. Sometimes I mean the the the, the DNA is the same, um, but you know and then getting so almost like the corporate culture yeah. was a little bit different. Um, and so then coming back, coming to I shouldn't say coming back. I never started in the U.S. with the company and. So it was new. So that was my mindset. Again, there I am, right. I guess, where <laughs> I'm in formative years from a, like a, you know, cultural and business standpoint as a, in the beginning of my career being in a, in an environment that you had to be open-minded and, and understand these different cultures and where people are coming from. And that leads to what we'll talk about in a little bit, but yeah. starting, if it almost feels like a reversal, role reversal, to start your career with that versus like learning that that's needed as you get into your career, whatever um, or career you're in, whether it's the trades or, you know, business or what, you know, what have you. Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> well, it's almost like a theme in your life already, just at this point, right? It's like you experienced yeah. all the good and then experience what it's like to not have that after the fact or saw what the other side is like, Oh, I had a, family that supported me doing whatever I wanted. And then I learned that not everybody has that. Yeah, and, and, and that sounds like kind of really awkward when, it, when it gets put like that. The point that it made, <laughs> as, a, as someone who's a high empath, like I really, I feel like <laughs> I'm compelled to, to, to want to, you know, for it not to be like that. That's what it did for me. Um, and want to make, want to help change that, I think. Yeah. Um, and help, yeah. you know, like help, help be a change yeah. agent in that, because I'm ready to do it now. I'm not waiting till the end of my, you know, career to to want to do that. It's like, hang on a minute. Why isn't it like that for everyone? Like, let's do something about it. Um, and I think that's what happened with some of the, the trades. You know, when I started to learn more about another male-dominated industry, um, the trades. So, just through friends. Yeah. So how? How did this, so you're working for Harley. There's like, I want to dig into like yeah. how you got that opportunity and how you wound yeah. up in Europe, but skip. there's so many other topics yeah. I want to talk about. So we're going to, we're going to go over that. We're going to skip that. Yeah. That's for a business podcast later, some other day and like career development podcast. But, um, <laughs> but so for, for the sake of, of this conversation, how, how did you wind up crossing paths with Jesse? Cause that, I feel like you meeting her really it, sent it did honestly because you know i don't know if others life. on the line can can relate but you know you don't when you grow up in a in a male dominated world or in doing male dominated industry things whether it's your work or your you know your hobby um you don't run across as many females so you end up being friends with all the guys which is all i knew and um you know it was like i'd ride motorcycles with my brother and my dad and yeah. so the females that you connect with along the way are not oh it's kind of it's not as it's uncommon you know or ones that you get along with and click with 
put it that way. Uh, and so, you know, when I yeah. came and yeah. came across yeah, Jesse, because sure. I didn't come from the automotive world at all. So, you know, your time, you and Jesse on, on All Girls Garage, that was, I didn't have, I didn't know that. That wasn't, I didn't know about that. And so um, until later on, but, you know, I ended up crossing paths with Jessie because um, she was going to do some ambassador work for Harley Davidson as the first Grand Marshal of Sturgis. Um, first, sorry, first female Grand Marshal. And so I was like, okay, this, who is this chick? What's, what's going on here? And like, she, yeah. she was really, um, there's just something special about her and um, the way that she approached um, just everything that she did and, and really what, you know, made, me want to reach out to her in some ways was the her bringing others along with that was a theme that I um and I it was a business project for me at first where um and and turned into a friendship and so we just like to ride motorcycles together and that was something that you know we enjoyed doing and then got to learn about learn a lot about each other um as friends first in a way What was it, I mean, I'm assuming that your inspiration to kind of carry on her legacy and her mission in a, as, as good of a way as you can um, didn't just happen after she passed, um, after her accident, that like you had gotten infected with this desire to do more um, beforehand when when did that like transition happen I think like, it was, was you know when you, we started riding together and you know come across where did that happen as the riders out there kind of know it you know to come across another female that you like to ride with and that you ride the same style and you you just it, you don't have to and and friends in general where you don't really have to explain yourself you just can be yourself and you can be friends um, and so there was just the more we hung out and got to know each other and, and do ride you know rides or do um, business projects, it just, we kind of clicked and I felt like there was a very special, I don't know, I felt like I was, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but it was, it just felt like she saw, she was ahead of her time in her kind of version of whatever female empowerment, that, that term, those terms get thrown around a lot, but I, I think the way that I watched her bring others along with her, as far as her, the real deal revolution, putting tools in girls' hands, so not only was she working to achieve, but she was bringing others with, and that really spoke to me. And she also really respected um, the people that came before her, I, I think, like when, at, at least, you know, in the motorcycle world, or she never, it was never at others' expense, per se, unless you're on the racetrack or whatever, right, in competition. But <clears throat> there's a time and a place for that. She was a fierce competitor, but it was like, you know, this <laughs> kind of special version, uh, mix of all those things, and the, the best I could could tell and it's taken me a while to articulate it was the bringing others along with and sharing your wisdom with others because I think you can get to achievement faster if you're in it only for yourself um, and you'll, you'll but watching her bring others along with and share that not waiting till she was at a different stage um, I don't know I, I don't think I would have explained it at that at the time that way but there was that seemed ahead of its time. And she was, she was nice. It was like, it's badass to be nice. She kind of like, at least in my experience, really invented that um, or, or was a pioneer in that way where it's not, again, at, at someone else's expense. Um, and we continue to hear the stories of that impact on, 
on everyone that we meet. And so that was really special. So um, that brand of female empowerment, I think the world needs more of that. And so that's kind of the way I'm wired up and that whole, the, the badass to be nice thing. It's like, um, how do you share, how do you share that stuff with others? And so I, that can apply to men and women. I think it's not gender specific in a way. Um, so. Yeah. Did your, um, did your passion for being like a, a, a cheerleader, a supporter, a promoter of women technicians as you have become <laughs> since her death like it did started, that start it started before started she for died me being well, being probably an ally or an advocate after. for women in motorcycling like i always i wanted to share my enjoyment of the sport okay. with other with other people other people period but other women specifically because i when i started to realize that there were people telling them that that they shouldn't be doing it or that they can't do it or making it hard for them or making fun of them i'm like uh, what's up with this? Like, hang on a minute. That's not okay. And so like I, that, that motivated me to want to yeah. share with, you know, be a mentor for other ride, female writers or, or girls that wanted to get into writing. And that's, that started, that became part of my role at Harley Davidson was to kind of ignite the spark for women um, to learn to ride. So that was in me in that way. So then I, I learning about the, the trades kind of, after Jesse yeah. passed away, it was like, I started, you know, and, and it, I'm just one of many people that, that formed this organization. And so it was, <clears throat> and wrote the mission statement and it was like, well, and, and then, and I had to learn about the other aspects of her life. Cause Jesse played in, for those that know Jesse Combs, so many different areas, it's motorcycling, it was motorsport, it was, um, so I started on my kind of his, history tour, you know, and that's when Bogey, I was like, I gotta find Bogey. I wanna get to know Bogey. I wanna, I wanna call it Jesse Archaeology. I wanted to learn all these other aspects of her life. I knew, I knew Jesse the friend and the motorcyclist, <laughs> but so as we developed the, you know, on, on Jesse's list was to do a scholarship for women in the trades. That was in her notes. I mean, it, she, she just didn't get to it. And so we're like, we have to, we have to, that was our first stop. And to do that, um, and there's others that were on the, on this team that did know that element of her life a lot more. And so it's, we all just, you know, getting together and working as a team, I think is the, the, the point. You don't, no one knows it all. And if you think you know it all, then that's, that's, that's the first problem, right? Because <laughs> right. You know, and from you're wrong. When I think about being <laughs> yeah, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> all the women that are leaders in this industry, and everyone is a trailblazer in their own way. That's in this industry because it takes a lot. Um, but good leaders know what they know, and they know what they don't know. I think, um, and that's what makes you always open for growth. So, like, I knew I didn't know much about Jesse and the trades aspect, so I just dove into learning and realized there's a lot of similarities in what you guys face um, and barriers and barriers to entry, barriers once you get there, you know, headwinds, call of them, um, for a variety of reasons that I knew from the motorcycle world. So I'm like, okay, I, I get this, I get what's going on here. Um, and I dug into it, so. I love it. And I think you're so right. Like there's so, I think there's so many ways in which like, not just the, like all of the different trades and 
the being a female motorcyclist or being a woman in motorsports or being a woman in like any of these overly male dominated places, even being a, a woman working in corporate for a male dominated industry, right? Like there's so many similarities, even, even with the dissimilarities, there's so much in common. Were there particular things that struck you that as you learned more about the experiences of trades women that you were like, oh my God, yeah. like I yeah. experienced yes. that. Or I mean, you want to talk about male dominated, let's talk about Harley Davidson. Like there's, that's, that's a thing. Um, but there's, there's space for, you know, it, it's, <laughs> you know, it takes a level of courage and, and, um, you know, when you choose like the hard, a harder path, um, like you guys have in, in general. But yeah, once there's similarities, I think, because it's not a kind world sometimes. It's not a, an open and welcoming world sometimes. Um, and that applies to anything. And like, I, under, I understand that that's not just these industries, that's the world, but it's particularly magnified, I think, um, in the male dominated you know, realms. I agree. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. So now, tell tell us about what what Jesse Combs Foundation is doing. What ha, yeah. what you guys have been doing the last couple so, of years? Tell us about the scholarships. Yeah, that's been that's Jesse's one of my favorite things to talk about because as you know, coming from a world that mm -hmm. I know, you know, building community is what I love to do, and I didn't know that that would necessarily kind of start to take place within this this. But you know, so we we started the foundation. You know, some friends and family after Jesse passed away. Um, holding her helmets and all the things that just have in our, our moments, but really what were the things that she didn't get to yet that, you know, what would Jesse do? And, you know, a, a scholarship for girls that want to go into trade school was the first on the list. Yeah. So we started to raise money um, and that was our first, that's the cornerstone, the bedrock of the Jesse Combs Foundation is to is supporting women in the trades. That's what Jesse got her, um, started her, her kind of career trajectory and, and got to, to do amazing things like co-host with Bogey and all these other um, ways that she inspired women, men and women, um, and grew to be an expert. So the scholarship program, we're in our third, we'll be in our fourth year. We've given out three classes, um, over $100,000 to girls that are in the trades. So the criteria is girls that are in that are either enrolled in um, or accepted to, you know, a, a, a trade skilled trade related school in the United States. Um, and so we get it's an annual thing. Um, we started in the first year, kind of emptying, you know, raised as much as we could and gave it right back out, honestly, because that was what we set out to do. And it has turned into so much more. Um, so we give out seven a year so far. So we've got 21 girls. Um, and it started pretty simply okay. as um, a video call the first year, and some of our girls are on here, I think, um, but a video call where we had to get everyone together to talk about paperwork and, and figure out how to get them their, their money. Um, and that turned into uh, a monthly call where we all, we all meet once a month and talk to each other. And we're just the kind of, I don't know, I'm the I'm the facilitator, right. right? Like I'm the person that sets up meetings and makes sure these girls can connect with each other because I think, um, <laughs> you know, I'm realizing how much it means to have someone to talk to. Uh, I don't know if that resonates with folks out there, but I I watched it happen. Yeah. I know how it was like, and I think that's the by connecting with Jesse, 
as a friend, it was like, oh, someone that understands, someone that gets me, someone that, you know, and I, I watched that happen with these girls and our first year and, um, you know, just talking to each other. And I'm like, we need to keep this going. And so then we started meeting once a month and one of our girls, Heather Holler, who, who you had yeah. on here, um, she'd call in, you know, in the middle of the night because she's, she was a race mechanic on the World Rally Car Team. It'd be 2 a.m. in Germany or wherever she was, and she'd yeah. dial in because it was like this cr this group that became really tight. And um, you know, who else are you gonna tell that you almost welded your braid off that day? <laughs> like these are the things. So there was there was laughter. There's tears. <laughs> I mean, shit gets real on those calls too, because um, it's not easy. Um, but these girls are kind of they're like our heroes because the, what they go through and how hard they work is is remarkable and i think that's what jcf wants to be is their biggest fans um and use the doors that jesse kind of kicked open for them and we can pass that along and i i want to i just want to acknowledge you for a second and i and i hope you you to see the value of what you're doing and, and understand the impact of it. I, I really, it, we need all of the opportunities, right? Like it's, it's not about any one organization or group creating these opportunities. We need all of them. They, they all need to be there. And I've, I've seen firsthand, I know you have um, the importance of that community and that connection and like having a place to go where you feel safe talking about things when you are in an environment that maybe doesn't welcome you or where you don't feel safe. And um, I think yeah. it's like the number one most important thing to retaining women within the automotive industry. And so I, I'm so grateful that you created that space, whether it was intentional or not. Like we, it, you said, it started out as like one call. Thanks. And yeah, we, I mean, it was like, and, now it's and that's what I mean by trying to listen to my intuition when it comes to the fact that I'm, you know, you get it, you get um, intimidated because I'm, I don't have the skills that you guys have. Like, and so I don't, but I know that I have different skills that I can apply to, to being a part of a team and people that want to, you know, evolve this industry into something bigger and better. And um, so by seeing by that call, just watching that, I'm like, okay, but there's something here. Let's, let's keep this going. And, you know, year three, now we've got 21 girls, not, you know, not everyone, people don't have to call in like, and, but I think it's what separates our, our, our Jesse's program from, from others. Uh, I know there's a lot of, there's scholarship programs out there. So we're, that's not, um, but this is different in its own way because they really sure. carry the torch of what Jesse stood for and represented. And um, I know they all take that very kind of seriously. And then they, but again, just connecting, that's the piece that was the, that's a big link is just them being able to talk to each other and support each other. It's not me or someone else coming with all the answers. It's like yeah. creating a space that they can solve whatever, challenge celebrate wins you know like um whatever whatever the day brings um but they can do it in that space and then go out and change the world yeah kick butt yeah with without giving away names or people's stories because it's not our, our space to tell anybody else's stories other than our own but um but without giving away things do you have examples from these three years of like 
where you've seen that the power of the group, the power of that connection has maybe kept somebody in the industry who was thinking of leaving or made a, a massive shift in their level of success, like where it was a pivotal. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, I, I guess I'm not saying one it of right, the, but you know, before jumping to that, one of the, sh the things that, you know, I continue to I'll, on the positive spin, like, be motivated by is how challenging it really is and, and what, how, you know, and those calls stay confidential, but yet, you know, it's the, the stories. I get to a point where I'm like, man, I'm tired of telling these, these girls to try harder, like, because the environments that they're in sometimes, it's not their, it's not, it's, they're trying their harder. They're working harder than anybody else in many cases. Um, and so how does that, again, that, how does that motivate me or anyone else to want to help, you know, change the industry to not make it like that anymore where like you just where your work speaks for itself and you you work your ass off um but you're not facing these headwinds that that are um unnecessary in some cases i think um but they're the reality is they're there so i mean i guess and to back to your question the stories like you know there's there's been tough stuff i think that gets brought in about you know because a, a lot of us don't get any you don't get coaching on how to deal with certain things when you when you're the only chick in your shop or you're the uh, there's there's no like all right sit me down and tell me what right. to do when uh you know i'm being harassed or i'm being you know my work's being questioned but i don't want to say something because um you know i don't want like you don't want to cause ripples or anyone to question my work what just different scenarios and so the girls end up helping each other through that again we're, we're there to 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 set to set the stage but then they're the ones that talk t talk each other through and can share their own stories about how something similar may have happened to them here's how they went here's what they did about it and here's why that, that was a, you know how that went or here's how i wish i would have done something different and that's how that again i think back if i haven't said it before sharing your wisdom with others like right away like let's short circuit that um and if some if another sister or whatever has has been through that like share it with them so that it doesn't have to be as as hard as it as it was for that one person so um yeah men and women but these calls are only the girls and they call themselves they the first crew um named themselves jesse's yeah. girls like the song <laughs> so that's how it kind of um evolved from there but yeah no one's required to call in it's really if they want to um and then it's gone, yeah. They, and it's gone to meeting in person. Now we've got a class yeah. reunion that and happens every they year. They do. <laughs> that these girls get to um, to meet in Jesse's kind of hometown of Sturgis. So some of them are getting their motorcycle license just to ride to Sturgis to teach workshops. Um, so anyway, that's been the, the evolution. And I, again, I just think of our our role as JCF is to enable that and be their biggest fans and create the environments they feel supported and someone believes in them because yeah. we do. Well, and you've gotten, well, 100%, and you've gotten to have this, like a little bit of fly on the wall perspective of sitting in on these calls and hearing their conversations and being the facilitator and the den mom a little bit and um, kind of bringing, bringing them together. Have you, have you noticed themes or things that surprised you? Has there been anything where 
like just that stood out as far as the experiences of trans women that you have as a perspective of of meeting twenty one yeah, women it, now very not only is yes the, and there's the, the twenty one girls that we know pretty well now and consider family and then there's the hundreds at this point of videos that we watch so what one of the ones that comes right to my mind is how for a lot of these women like the shop class teachers are kind of the unsung heroes like of a lot of the trades world like men men primarily i'm assuming but Mm. when one of the we asked four questions in you know, the, the submission to, to apply for the scholarship program is just a, is a video that's for five minutes or less, answer four questions. We didn't want it to be a, a, a big, long kind of essay or, or something like that. If you have to film it in the locker room at work or whatever, just, you know, we want to know you. And um, that was like, you know, how did you hear about the scholarship program? A lot of them, it's a shop class teacher or someone that when they found out about it, they called this girl and they're like, Hey, you've got to apply for this. And, um, so that is a, that's a, th- that's a common theme. Oh, so that makes so my nice. brain go, okay, so how do we, you know, like get, do more, you know, more of that, more of that. Um, yeah. Right. Right. Allies, more allies period. Right. Like, like more allies and women, these, these dudes, um, and or they're you know, yeah. or it was a dad or it was an uncle. It was, there was usually someone along the way that you know that that believed in them and made them. Yeah, and and we all, all need that, whatever we're doing. And so, believe um, them. Yeah, <clears throat> that was that is a theme that I that I see. And um, again, I'm like, okay, that's that's awesome because if that girl hadn't had that, she may not have taken that path. And. Right. Well, and I think that's like the counter to that, right? Is that if that's the theme of the women that you're getting applying for the scholarship, that means the women who didn't have that, who didn't have that male ally, aren't applying for the scholarship or maybe aren't going to the schools or aren't continuing down this career path and they're gone. Like maybe we had their interests. Maybe the industry had, you know, more women. Yes. And I just, and then we I lost haven't had another flashback to one of our girls allies. that did drop out once, at least once, um, because it was just, it was overwhelming and it not, you know, the work was the work, but again, a lot of times the environment is at, adds this, these additional layers of like, you know what, I just, I can't take it anymore, you know? And so dropped out and then was like, F that, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna come back and do this, even though it's the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And so she came back and that, and her application was her coming back to like, I'm not gonna let this go. I wanna get better, I wanna improve. Um, and so that's, we have seen it, you know, like where people are coming back. And I hope, I hope that whatever, meeting these other girls that are like-minded is, is helpful. I, I 100% think it is. I think you're, you're having a huge impact just by holding that space for them. Um, I think that's absolutely huge. And then again, I'm so grateful what that you said earlier, Bobby, too, is that it's, it's what um, you do. It, it's, a, it's all of us working together because it, it's everyone's needed to, to pull the whole space up. Right. And I've gotten to know the work that you do with, you know, Iron Maven build and, and what I see, the, you know, these girls, myself included, coming down and working on that, putting tools in their hands and then 
learning these life lessons along the way, right? Um, and feeling like they're in a space that they can figure it out and no one's gonna laugh at them or make fun of them that like, sometimes that's all it takes. And you're like, whoa, I didn't know I could do this. Um, yeah. And that, again, that's what I had with motorcycling. I would teach girls how to ride and there would, they would try this ride simulator and there's a bunch of dudes standing around watching and a girl would miss a gear and you know, would, would, it would clunk out. And there was, I'm, I'll never forget it. And these dudes started laughing and I was like, like, <laughs> it just, it really pissed me off. Cause I'm like, you know what, like, why don't you, I don't know, go have another beer, like get out of yeah. here. Like this is not, and cause she's mortified. And I'm like, it's okay. It's not a big deal. Like, it's like, I, I don't even know how, the words for it, but it, those moments yeah. stick with me. And I'm like, that's, um, And, and they stick with, they stick with, I think, all of us, right? And I think it's not just men or women. I think it sticks with everybody when you have those moments where you're just, you're trying something new. You're a little scared. You're a little intimidated. And there's a group of people judging you. Nobody likes that, right? And yet, I think women traditionally across these industries and in motorsports and motorcycles kind of get that a little bit harsher. Like, you were talking about... Um, the the like it's not the job itself it's not the work itself that's so hard and that's so exhausting that makes people want to give up it's all of the rest of it and it is it's right that could just that ruin person, like, I, I mean it's just when you mess up. I've, I've had those we've all had those moments in whatever career we're in and it fucking sucks like and um you know again that's not to say that everything isn't hard work i i like always make the claimer because i don't expect anything to be easy or come easily no but man, it doesn't have to be that hard. And I think a lot of, sometimes in the male dominated industries that in my, what I've experienced is that it's not unique to women that everyone, everyone does it to each other. Like, so it's not, um, and, and that doesn't make it right though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in my opinion, it's unacceptable no matter what, like we shouldn't be doing it to each other as, guys to guys guys to girls girls to guys like we shouldn't it shouldn't right. be so difficult to be a newbie and, in a place and that's yeah and i mean if we're going to grow these you industries in general like the, the the economics just say that it's it's good math and good 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 numbers and good business to to know that having career development and having a space for people to learn and grow is going to generate retention right um so if that's the math and that's the facts, then it starts with the culture in a lot of ways, but <laughs> culture in a shop, that's not, that's like the last thing on people's minds. So I get that. That's like a corporate that no one wants to hear, but. Yeah. Well, I think, I don't, I don't, it's part of it's corporate and part of it's also just like the, the status quo, right? Like there's this status quo that like the shop is just, the shop like it's just going to be rude crude lewd inappropriate and you have to have really thick skin to survive and you know some sure. of that's you know yeah we, we're foul mouthed once in a while like I'm, i admit i am too right but like there's other parts of it that are that are not okay and shouldn't be accepted right. as and, just and the that, norm and that comes back to sharing the wisdom with others like or for women. we're gonna shorter shorten the cycle of growth if if people share that wisdom with others and don't withhold it because it's like they're trying to, you know, they're, I don't know, for whatever reason, fearful, or it's like, it's the opposite is really 
the case. It's being open, kind, like giving, inclusive, all those things. And that's not to be Pollyanna-ish. It's more like, yeah, that's how you, if everyone had that mindset, then you would grow faster. Uh, I think that's um, the case. And so, but we're a long way from that, I think is at the end of the day, what I see and what I hear from these girls. Um, so what do we all do about it? That's, that's the big question, right? And I, it's, so we, we know that there are some good male allies out there. There's a, there's a lot of, and I, please don't ever guys at home, guys and girls at home, don't feel like I am ever like poo-pooing on all men. Like I have had some amazing male allies, male, amazing male mentors and teachers and um, folks who have given me a chance. And so there are great ones out there. Um, and there's also the opposite side, the, I worked really hard to learn all of these tricks. So why would I teach you? Or I don't believe you deserve to be here anyway, so I'm not gonna help you. Or I don't think women should do this, so I'm not gonna help you. So there's a lot of the other side of things too. So like, I wanna talk a little bit with you, if you're okay with it, like diving deep into a conversation of what, what being an ally really looks like and what, what it is that, you know, what's our call to action to the men out there watching this and listening to this and hearing this, like how can, what can they go home with tomorrow and implement at work to be just a little I'd bit start by asking you that question Bonnie. i want to turn it around like what would you in all your years you know in the shops and you know at <laughs> dealerships or in in like what what's your first reaction because men and women do it but we happen to be talking about a male dominated world so point i wouldn't be where i am had had well i, I shouldn't say that totally. i it would have been a could have been a different road for you know, there's just, we're going to do what we want to do regardless. That's, that's the point. Um, that's who we are, but yet, you know, there that's are people are, that yeah. I can think of <laughs> men and women along the way that, that stood out, that, that, that reached, that lended a hand or that like, you know, uh, that were an ally, like you said. So, but to, how would you answer yeah. that when you were in your formative kind of years? I think probably one of the biggest things for me, and I, and I want to hear your take on this as well. This is going to be a back and forth here. Um, uh, I, I think one of the biggest things that I ran into, like, like the, both the two sides of the coin, the, the, the bad ones and the good ones were the exact opposite. Like they were two sides of the same coin. It was the, I ask a question and either they push me out of the, way and just do it themselves or they take a few moments and tell me the answer to the question and encourage me to do it like that's that's the difference right like i cannot tell you the number of times that i here, have had here, to let say, me do that let do me not do that take the give me that out of let my that. hands yeah. like, do not push me out of the way to do this yourself yeah we're they're just like gonna push you out of the way and just do it or sometimes even if you haven't asked the question, right? You're struggling with something because sometimes you struggle. Sometimes things take a little while to mess with. And somebody will just walk up and be like, oh, here, let me just do that for you. That's the example of not an ally <laughs> or a good mentor. And then the opposite side is like, oh, you need a hand? You want to hear a cool trick I learned? 
right? Or whatever, answering the question in a way that it says, I have faith that you can do this. This is how yeah, I've learned I do, to do and it. I think Go ahead, see if that works for you. It feels you know like this I mean? is the, the start of an important conversation because it's, you know, like I said before, we're gonna do, we're, we're gonna, we're strong-minded, we're, we're fully capable, we're gonna do whatever we wanna do anyway, but like when we look at ways to short, shorten the cycle, we look at who can impact that, it's like, hey, if, let's all lock arms and like look out for each other in a way. And if dudes want to do that too, that'd be, that'd be rad. <laughs> um, because I like when we're on these calls, some of the girls yeah. talk about the handful of guys that did believe in them along the way, whether it was their husband or their um, shop class teacher or whatever that just gave them that extra, that belief in themselves to like, you know, to keep going. Um, or stood up for them in a situation that was clearly yeah. um, unnecessary and and taking a stand in that realm, that's not an easy thing to do. That's I think part of ally peace, um, standing up for each other. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I think yeah. too, there's a piece of like, you know, if you see something that's not cool that's yeah. happening, yeah. Like not just to like, think to yourself that that's not cool that that's happening, but to actually say something and do something about it, right? Or empower her to be able to do something about it. Um, but I, I think there's a there's a big piece to that too. It's not just acknowledging that there's crap happening in the shop, it's, it's choosing to do something about it. I think, you know, when you're, we talk about some of the, the things that women deal with and it's the laughing while you, when you mess up, right? And it doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but when you're dealing with that at every turn and every, like the looks of judgment, the looks of questioning, the laughing, the this, and it's like this like little like, like knit out of your arm every <laughs> single minute of the day. And then suddenly you look down and you're like, I don't have an arm, like it's gone, right? And it's just like this little insult after little insult after little insult. And what a huge difference it makes when you can go, none of that matters. Yeah. I know that those three people believe in me and and that reminds me that i can right. believe in myself and that i got Sometimes this it and takes I just one person not let like any it, of that it, bother it, me it, right? and like, it, but we need that you're gonna get it in the world period but yeah. you can't make it all go away but yet how to how do we all look at it look in the mirror at ourselves and say like how to you know how can i be that person for someone else or um and i think that that if we all men and women looked at it like that things could, the, the tide could, we can make a noticeable difference in that way. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a question that I, I just, I know is starting to come, starting yeah. to brew around in, in some of the industry discussions. And so it's like, yeah, let's talk about it because it's in, instead of it's, it's, it's shifting the conversation, I think from like the negative space to like, all right, let's shift it to the positive. How do we do something how do we recognize the good what do we that is it? happening yeah. and like the men that are that, that ally and the women that are that for each other. Um, and how do we do more oh. of that? Like how, how do we make more of that happen? Um, because the, the point is it is happening yeah. in pockets. We just need more of it. Um, so what, what is, mm -hmm. what does that look like? Um, recognizing and maybe it's shining the spotlight on the ones that are, are doing that already and that are 
yeah. And what that behavior looks like, I think sometimes, uh, you know, I think sometimes some, some of it's the most well-intentioned, right? Like I, I, when I have had men push me out of the way to just do it for me right. and I've called them out right. on it, they're like, I, I didn't, I didn't mean right. it in a bad way. I thought I was helping you. Right. So there's a lot of well-intentioned stuff that happens and there, they, there isn't that communication to say like, that's not actually helpful. Right. So I think conversations like this are really valuable. People that, pro that may want to do that, that and that just don't know like how. Um, and so let's help again, being helpful, being, being open to like, if we're all yeah. have that mindset of openness, um, then we might learn, learn something um, and can change it. But I think, yeah, to your point, and I know I've experienced that too, where there's men and women that, you know, haven't meant to, it didn't realize that they were doing something that was like really detrimental to someone else's progression. And so it's, um, yeah. those are the hard conversations yeah. that who's going to have that. Um, I don't is any is anyone responding yeah. to this that you can see? Like I'm curious. Yeah. In the comments, I'm I am so bad at keeping up with they go so fast. Um uh one person did ask and I and I I thought it was actually a valuable one to ask you particularly as well. But um like, you know, talking about examples of great male allies, do you do you have any in your career experience thus far where where there's been a particular trait or a particular story or a particular person you know, and how how were yeah, they yes, an ally and several, why did that make I think such a big um, one of them one of the it ha yes um there's I think that um and it I was trying to think of exactly <laughs> the the way to phrase it but there's the traits are it's someone that kind of you know, sees you working your ass off, sees you really, tr you know, trying and, and equally believes in what you're trying to do. And then um, I had someone call me on the side after, you know, I was, it was in a, a series of meetings and um, trying to, to pitch something and proves, you know, prove something and really get something across the line, um, this, this project that I really believed in and I knew was the right thing to do. I, I ended up, it ended up getting approved and, but, um, that person calling me on the side and saying, Hey, you know what? Like, I believe in what you're, what you're trying to do. Let's what you're experiencing. Isn't, you know, um, isn't what I, how do I say it? it? It's like just knowing that one other person in the room, like that I wasn't the only one, like that I'm not, I wasn't standing by myself. Um, but you know, how does that, how do we do that in front of other people too, I think is the other piece of it. Um, so the, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Would you, so he, yeah. in this particular situation, yeah. he, he's he like, came you to you have to, I see what on you the side to tell you. Keep going. Kind of had your back. Um, it's, Would, it's, it's not, you know, like, it's not forever. Like, you know, this isn't, this isn't a situation that's going to be like this forever. That, like, if you just keep going, you're going to push through and it's the right thing to do. And I was like, okay, I just needed one other person. To, so that I knew that I was like on, that I wasn't great, yeah. you know, it's not me, like, okay, keep going. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like that, and, and that by itself is awesome. Right. And then the next step, if you have the courage to yourself as a, as a, as right. a male supporter, like, 
you know, one is being being privately supportive, coming right. to us on the side, like this person. Right. The next and maybe is I have publicly had saying, that as much hey, like, to her. She's got a point. As right? I wish, like, <laughs> or as that would be appreciated anyway. Um, so I, I don't, um, I'm sure there's more, right. but I can't, off the top of my head, um, yeah, it doesn't, it's not always like that, but, you know, and those are, you got to keep going, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Have you heard from stories that you've heard from from the women that you've worked with of of what a, a powerful ally has looked like, or situations where like let's let's do exactly what we were talking about. Let's celebrate the successful allies and what that looks like, and what those experiences right. are, and how they've been impactful, so that we can put out like this is what it looks like, and they are they do exist. Let's celebrate <sighs> it. Let's encourage more of this. So can you share I, some examples yeah, no, of what I think, allies I really have do done think it's specifically. The, it's, it's, I mean, you have to go I'm trying to think of an exact one, but it's um. We're, we're cultivating those stories right now, to be honest, Bogey. Like that's, it's the beginning of that conversation. Um, but it's the people that are, that are looking out that are, that'll say something, um, stand up for someone. Um, and in the, in the face of a challenging situation, um, what's this one? Yeah. Some people don't know Teach. how to verbalize what they know. So they want to do it rather than uh, rather than teach it, perhaps let them, perhaps let them, but ask them to slow it down and let you see what they're doing. I think that's a really fair point. Um, and, and yeah, and part of the challenge that like being realistic here mm -hmm. is that we work in an, in an industry where generally our technicians are paid flat rate, which means if you're not producing, you're not making money. Yeah. And that means if I'm slowing down to stop and teach somebody, it's potentially hurting my pocket. And that's, yeah. The, I think that's one of the inherent problems that we've created within this industry is that we've created a system that does not reward people for teaching. It rewards people for holding onto their own knowledge, yeah. minding yeah. their own business, doing their own thing, and like not being helpful. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I guess the answer I would say to that um, is kind of, it's kind of twofold. Like if you want to be yeah. helpful, if you are willing to be helpful, ask how you can be helpful, right? Do you, do you want me to just show you how to do it? Do you want me to explain it to you, right? Ask how mm -hmm. it would be helpful. And then if you're on the receiving end, if you're getting the help or somebody's pushing you out of the way or whatever, is to be assertive yeah. enough to say, hey, I'm not gonna learn it if you do it for me. Or I get, get it that you're really busy and you just need to do it, but can you at least like do it slowly as, as that commenter pointed out, like, Yep. Can can you do it slowly so I can watch and ask questions? Like, yeah, I think so. And, and I, again, I think it's the beginning of the conversation. So I don't, I, I, I want to have more of an answer to that. And I, I think that that's it. We're just starting to have that discussion in some calls. This is where it started coming up. Um, and yeah. so what that looks like. And I, I'm curious if the group, anyone listening, if they have experience, if they have themselves have Yeah. Or if the topic if have comments resonate, I would love to know to that too, because maybe we're, on, we're I, not on the right track. The, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm curious, do you, do you hear, oh, you're on the corporate side a little bit more. Do you hear conversations starting? Are people talking more on 
moving away from that flat rate system or at least creating ways to um, alleviate that level of it, right? Like, yeah. Where there's yeah. not... I There's think, at least in some of the worlds and some of the areas that I consult in that have technicians, uh, service departments, some of them have, you know, like mentor, you know, career, career development programs, mentor programs. So like you can come in as a brand, as a newbie right out of tech school. And there's kind of, there's a, a, a progression um, that you can take that I think that that's the closest I can think of. Um, not going away from flat rate, but yet creating the space, knowing that someone doesn't have that those skills yet. So let's build them and nurture them, and and um, share that, and knowing that then you you get the opportunity to teach yeah. um, the skills and habits and the service kind of excellence that whatever your whatever your shop demands and stands for um, as a business you get to infuse that into the teaching process. But I think sometimes, yeah. at least what I've heard, correct me if I'm wrong, some folks, they, they get out and it, yeah. it's, I mean, it's any career, you get out of your training, whatever that is, and it's a catch 22, how do I get, how do I get a job when I need experience? How do I get experience when I need to get a job? And so filling that, that in between time, filling that in between time yeah. is, is career I development, which so sounds unrealistic. very corporate, but yet yeah. it's just, creating that the roadmap to that. And I think that can lead to retention also because really investing in your employees. Um, yeah. And if you're doing it right and you have the right environment and then they're going to want to stay hopefully. And um, so. Yeah. And I think, I think we are seeing more, independent shops, more dealerships, more like larger shops really taking on the idea of, right, maybe we're still gonna do flat rate, but kind of like you said, we're gonna create a designated yeah. mentorship that where this person is your mentor and for the time that he's being or she is being your mentor, that they're not gonna get penalized for not being as productive in an hourly way. And I think that's so crucial to have happen. And I, I, I might, put it out there too. Like I, I talked to a lot of independent shop owners, particularly who, um, who maybe want to have a mentorship program, but don't know how to. And so if you are somebody who's, who's listening to this, if you work at a shop, maybe that doesn't have a formalized mentorship program, but it, you are that type of person who would love to teach, but, but the disincentive is there because of flat rate. Like, I, I think it's, I mean, I would, I would embolden you to like, talk to your management and suggest it because I think often shops are open to it. Like they just don't know how to do it and they don't know that it's an issue, especially in the smaller shops, right? Cause so many of the managers are like head on fire doing 9 million things running a shop that they're not thinking about like, Oh, of course this guy's mm -hmm. not going to teach the young end because yeah. he's going to lose out on his flat rate time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not so, any one thing. It's an interesting um, challenge. That's going to change everything. It's just something that seems to be bubbling up that, um, you know, I, I know that, I, yeah, I know Jesse had, you know, getting to know the, the men and women that were in her career path has been really interesting. Her getting, talking to her, to her male co-drivers along the way. And Jesse always used to, to say in interviews and stuff, it's like the gas pedal doesn't know if you're male or female you know, and, and, or the throttle in, in whatever realm of race you're in, you just, but, um, you know, it's just, yeah. I 
want to be able to do my job. Yeah, the tool so, um, don't know, the gas pedal doesn't know, the car doesn't know. Anyway, so it's it's an interesting <laughs> it's an interesting um, discussion that I I you know hope continues. And I've seen, like I said, I think I've seen this starting to come up at least in some of the automotive aftermarket worlds, yeah. some of the committees that we serve on, um, whether that be the SEMA Business Women's Network um, yeah. and SEMA in general. These there's some webinars that that they're discussing. Um, to come out to yeah. again not to not to come with a solution of yeah. here's what you need to be it's more like let's start the discussion and see where that leads because again it may not be mm -hmm. maybe it's just a few people's experience but maybe not um well i i would say based on the fact that you you've seen it as the theme in your all of the women that you've been working with, I see it as a theme and all of the women that I've been working with, right? right. That allies um, Male or female, and I, I know, huge. I can say that in my career, I've faced some, I face some definite female. challenges with the females I've worked with too. So it's, it's, it's uh, like back to the, like sharing your wisdom and just, it, we're gonna get further if we're, yeah. if we share and, and act, as, act as teammates versus adversaries. Um, Together we rise. So, yeah yeah absolutely any any other things that have like stood out as like themes in your in your experiences aside from the allies and the importance of that are there other kind of um key things i, don't know, I guess that just you think the, sometimes the, the the that that culture word keeps coming back around like shop culture or being you know, and it, not the ally thing, but just creating an environment that, um, it, you know, promotes great work um, and the way that people want to work. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I'm blanking on the exact, there's so many themes that come up, but I, I guess just connections, the women connecting is like one of the main things that um, that's been helpful um, and building that, that community. So I think that's how we grow it faster in some way. And, you know, we're again, one, one small piece of that, but I hope the foundation can, as we continue to grow and we had, you know, a, it's been a remarkable journey that's been led from the heart, right. From all of us that, that a friend of Jesse's just believed in what Jesse represented to people. And if you don't know Jesse or then go check her out on, on social. Um, I go back to her feed regularly and see what was she saying about this topic or like, what was, um, and I think that <laughs> starting with the scholarship program and we plan to do more of that every, you know, give more every, every year we're raising money. We had the film, Jesse's documentary came out. If people haven't seen that, I hope they'll watch, um, on HBO that it's just, Jesse's, Jesse's story words, right? And you've um, got a, you've and got a that, that's interesting. So uh, I've, we've gotten a ton of feedback that, that the film's changed things for the foundation in, in the, all the most exciting ways as far as getting the, the message of um, Jesse's message out to such a broader audience um, and what she was doing to pave the way for women as a trailblazer. So that's been amazing. So we're, we're continuing to raise funds for this next generation of trailblazers.
And you've got a couple of questions about how people can donate. So there have been some comments asking on our web- so how can people donate on our website. To so help if you go to the JessieCombsFoundation.com, sure follow happening. us on social media. Um, and we try to shine the spotlight on women that are the change makers, that are the trailblazers. Because I think, you know, Jessie and Bogey and all these women pave the way. And, and how do we shine the light on the next generation? Because I think that that is what... Um, that's what takes us into the next space. So it, that's what we're here to do for on Jesse's behalf, um, as far as the organization on Jesse's behalf, because there was a lot of work she didn't get to finish. And so we'll keep that going alongside all the other women that are already doing it in the industry, like Bogie and everyone else. So our website, um, jessiecombsfoundation.com, there's a donate button. And you can also get to know our girls. So their pictures are up there and um, t- tells a little bit about what they're um, their trade skills are and, and um, their areas of focus. And we keep building that out every year. Um, and I hope that the tradespeople out there on the call will share that this opportunity is available every year. So apply for it. I want to see your videos. I want to get to know you. Um, and that's, that's kind of, that's our most, we call it the most wonderful yeah. time of year for, for the foundation is when we get to watch those videos because it's just the, it's, um, yeah, th- these women are our heroes, like I said, and being their advocates um, is kind of the best thing ever. And that's how Jesse's mission proliferates and, you know, women in the industry in general. Um, <clears throat> so that's how you check out the website. Um, stay tuned on social and that the, the scholarships are bedrock, but we've got big dreams for, you know, some of the other areas that, that Jesse was involved in. Jesse's race car her off-road race car was just donated to the foundation. So putting girls in the seat of that uh, Goldie Rocks, Jesse's race Jeep. Um, so just picking up the breadcrumbs that, that Jesse left um, and feeding them. And, it, and there may be some plans in the works for that truck that we're just going to leave as a seed to drop that there might be, stay tuned, there might be stuff happening. You should Kate, make sure you pay attention to the Jesse Combs Foundation and their social yeah. media feed we need, as well. We need as women mine, um, um, because got to take care of. We got to take care of Goldie Rocks. Make sure she stays well maintained. <laughs> so I think I know a couple of girls that know how to do that. Yeah, yeah, and we right, and and we all we all have to work together, right? Because none of us are going to do this alone. The change that's needed in the industry is for on behalf of both men and women it is on behalf of women it is everything there's so much change that has to happen and so much change that is happening but none of us are going to do it alone and it is you know the more we work together the more we share the more we help each other um yeah and, so and that's the way forward each I think. Other. Um, that's, that's gonna be all the difference so, in the world thank you bogey yeah. Everyone who's been listening, and even though I'm not a trades lady, I was like, are you sure? Thank you. <laughs> this, uh... <laughs> of course, of course. No, so I have to say, can I, I'm going to give this away a little bit here. So, um, so Dana's amazing, first of all, and I invited her to be a guest, and she did. She was like, are you sure? I'm not. And I'm like, well, you just think about what you say to the women that are part of your calls all the time and encouraging them that they are valued, they are valid, they are worthy, they are all the rest of it, and hear that own voice, because that is so true. You are worthy of, of being here. Your perspective is so valuable. 
um, what you bring to the industry is valuable, the work that you're doing behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, all of the rest of it, just holding space. Um, it is so crucial, it's so important. Um, I, I wish we could multiply you so that there's lots more of yeah. these groups all over the country and because <laughs> it, it's all such good stuff. So um, I appreciate you and everything that you are doing. And I know the women who've had the, the blessing of being a part of your scholarship you, and Bobby. your community you're, and your groups and your so calls. I know that like, they appreciate like you. like a little grasshopper well. here. You're, you're the, you've been doing it. So we have so much to learn from you too. So okay. thanks for welcoming us into no. your space and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. 100%. Wait. Together we rise, mama. Together we rise. So we've gone over our hour already. Um, I didn't even, I just looked at the time and I was like, oh crap, we, we went long. Um, so I'm gonna not take up any more of your time. I'm gonna let you guys go. Um, I wanna thank you guys so much for tuning in and hanging out. Um, I didn't thank you for hanging out and agreeing to say yes, uh, despite your hesitancy, I'm glad you did. Um, I'd love to hear your guys' comments and thoughts on this. It will be posted, of course, on my feed as well as on Facebook. And then um, it will live forevermore on my Instagram TV tab with all the rest of the Trades Lady Happy Hours. So whenever you are looking for a little bit of motivation or inspiration or just want to meet a cool lady and hear her story, um, go tune in, check out an episode, give it a listen. Um, and definitely make sure you go follow the Jackie Comas Foundation on social media if you don't already. Um, if you are in a position to give and support the scholarship fund, please consider doing that. Um, and go be an amazing ally to somebody in your life um, and, a, and an amazing mentor to somebody in your life. And with that, I will bid you all adieu for the night and um, be good to yourselves, be good to one another. Have a fantastic evening, and I will see you next week for another Bye, awesome episode Bye. of Trades Lady Happy Hour. Dana, have a fantastic night. We'll talk more soon, okay? Bye.